Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. The website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to find and support this mission of truth. Well, today we are looking for some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs, and we're actually starting Psalms over. Uh, after a couple of years of working through this, we finally finished Psalms last week, so we'll be starting over with Psalms 1, 2, and 3 today. Psalm 2 is actually one of my favorite psalms. It's a prophetic psalm, a psalm that deals with the Messiah, it deals with uh, the wickedness of the world and how the world is rejecting God and God's people. Uh, and it's, I just think it's extremely powerful, and I think it really speaks to us, especially today, given the times that we're living in. So we're going we're gonna to read Psalm 1, 2, and 3 today, and then we're going to read Proverbs 8, which is really a proverb dedicated to praising wisdom. And how wisdom, obviously godly wisdom, is to be sought after more than anything else, as far as it's more important than uh, possessions is more important than uh, rubies and gold and things of that nature. And so that is what is on the agenda for this morning. All right, let's just start digging right in. The Psalms are fairly short, uh, but we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about Psalm 2. So uh, let's get started. King James Bible, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So that is Psalm 1, and it just, and this theme is going to continue. So Psalm 1 talks about blessed are those who, who don't surround themselves with the ungodly. Listen, what does it say? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So there's the first thing. Don't be taking advice and counsel from those who don't know Christ. Number two nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth at the seat of scorn of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. What is the psalmist saying? He's saying, I, I dwell on the ways of God. Day and night, it's at the forefront of my mind. I'm not going to be taking advice from people who don't believe in God. I'm not going to be taking counsel from them. I'm not going to be walking amongst them. 
I'm not going to be sitting at their seat. I'm going to meditate on the things of God. And that's where I want to spend my time. And the Bible says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in due season, his leaf shall not wither. And everything he does is going to prosper. Now let's move on to Psalm 2. A prophetic psalm that that speaks to us, today, especially in today's time. I mean... It's a, this is the living word of God. Verse 1. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then, how, then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree, The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possessions. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in in him. Now this passage is just loaded with prophecy, loaded with conversations about the son of God. I mean, literally the last verse says kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Let's start from the beginning. Why do the people rage? Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. You see, the world has always been and always will be until the return of Messiah, which this very psalm deals with. But it always has been and always will be until that time that the world will, will set itself up against God's people. They will hate God's people. Right now, it's almost like Christians are shocked to see this growing disdain that the world has towards them. Many parts of the world, that's always been the case. We have been blessed to live in the United States. And for the longest time, the United States, as far as the culture, we, even though it's always had its problems and always been somewhat wicked, it's always kind of revered the church and had respect for pastors and God's people. And God's people have been more involved, and, but that's all gone to the wayside now. 
the church has lost power here in the United States due to the fact that it's become a lukewarm uh, and in many cases it's become apostic um, it's, apostasy is, is reigning king in the church right now and so there's the world right now is raging against God and his anointed and the first thing to remember is that this is what was promised what did Jesus say if you go to the Gospel of John, chapter 15, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. You see, if you're getting along with the world perfectly, and you're, and you're doing well with the world that's problematic what did Jesus say if you were of the world the world would love you because it loves its own but because you are not of the world in other words if you're a follower of Christ you stick out like a sore thumb you don't go along with everything that the world goes along with you have higher standards in the world you love differently than the world you say no to what the majority says yes to You've been chosen out of the world, and therefore the world hateth you. Verse 20, remember the world, remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. Anyone who doesn't know Christ doesn't know the Father. That's according to Jesus himself. And so if you're set apart, which is what holy means, to be set apart, if you've been chosen out of this world, the world will hate you. The heathen will rage against you. And there will be persecution. Sometimes that comes in... And different forms, it doesn't always mean that, that you're going to prison and you're beaten, but it means that you're going to have some trouble as a result of your faith. All who wish to live, <laughs> let's just quote it directly, Second Timothy 3.12, what does Paul say? Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Let me ask you a question. What does the word all mean? Does that mean some? Or does it mean all? You say, well, I, well, all Christians don't. Well, all Christians don't live godly in Christ Jesus. What does it say? Yea, and all—all all means all—that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Following Christ will cost you something, especially if you're really following Christ. We're not talking about I show up to church and pretend to follow Christ. We're talking, this is how I live my life. Now we're running out of time. Let's can. Continue on here. I do want to point out one more thing. So you have the heathen raging. The kingdoms have come against. Remember, I told you this is a prophetic psalm. The rulers and the Lord, the rulers and the kings of the earth have come again, have come together against the Lord, and against His anointed, saying, "Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us." So they have these evil plans. 
They want to destroy the church. They want to destroy everything that's godly because the godliness is what stands in their way. It's what restrains their wickedness. And they hate it. So they've conjured up their evil plans. And what does the Lord say to their evil plans? Verse 4, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. And the Lord shall have them in derision. God's not taken by surprise. He's literally laughing at their ridiculous plans. You see, Christ came as the suffering servant to save you and me. But he's coming again, not as a suffering servant, but as judge. Kiss the sun, the last verse. Lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. We see these kings and these rulers in the book of Revelation. If we go to chapter 6. This is right when things really start to get crazy. Chapter 6 verse 14 says, And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the, for the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? I believe that day is near. Let's read Psalm 3, and then we're going to move on to our Proverbs here. Eight verses. Some good news. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down and slept, and I awakened, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. That have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. That is Psalm 1, 2, and 3. Let's go ahead and move on to the Proverbs here proverb about wisdom so open up your hearts and let the word speak to you let's get a little wisdom to start our week and it's uh it's a <laughs> it's a proverb of wisdom about wisdom here's what it says doth not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice she standeth in the top of high places by the way and places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom, 
and ye fools, be you of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and right to them that findeth knowledge. Receive my instructions, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I wisdom dwell with prudence, and I find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. I love this verse real quick. Let's make, make note of it here. Verse 13. Everybody knows the proverb, right? The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Like if you don't have the proper reverence, the proper fear of God, then you have zero wisdom. But what is that fear? Well, what does this verse say? The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth, that means perverse mouth, do I hate. Verse 14, counsel is mine in the sound wisdom. I am understanding, I have strength. By me kings reign and princes decree justice. By the way, the writer is speaking on behalf of wisdom. So it's like wisdom is saying this. Wisdom is saying, by me kings reign and princes decree justice. Verse 16, by me princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of judgment. That I might cause those that love me to inherit substance, I will fill their treasures." The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting from the beginning wherever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depths, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him, as one brought up with him. I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of the earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. Now therefore, hearken unto me, O you children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me. 
watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whosoever findeth me findeth life, and he shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me loveth death. And that is the end of our study for this morning. There's a lot to be thought about there when you're reading that. And I recommend that you go read it for yourself once again. And as you're reading it, start to ask yourself, are we talking about wisdom or are we talking about Messiah? Deep theological thoughts. But I'll leave it to you to resume your own study and to be good Bereans and seek the word out for yourselves to see whether or not the things that are coming out of my mouth are true. Thanks for listening, friends. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.